Welcome into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of the Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. It is Final Four Saturday, so two games. The winners playing for the national championship on Monday. Uh, games taking place at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, game one will feature two teams from the state of Texas. The Baylor Bears, 26-2 and on the season, taking on the Houston Cougars, who are 28-3. and Baylor 18 and 10 against the spread this season. Houston 21 and 10 against the number. Baylor comes in as five point favorites. The Bears are sixth in the country in scoring at 82.9 points per game. They're 18th in the country in field goal percentage at 48.6%. They lead the nation in three point percentage at 41%. They also shoot 70% from the free throw line and uh, get, grab about 36 rebounds per game. Meanwhile, Houston is 54th in the country in scoring at 76.6 points per game. They shoot just 43.7% from the floor, 35.4% from three-point range, 73% from the free-throw line, and they are fifth in the country in rebounding at 40.9 rebounds per game. These two teams are old Southwest Conference rivals uh, from the days in the old Southwest Conference. Uh, Baylor did win the last meeting between the two teams uh, just a couple years ago, 62-60. to 60. Houston actually covered in that game as well. In their last 10 meetings, they are 5-5 five and five against each other overall and against the number. Now, Houston is 14-6 and six against the spread in their last 20 games, 9-3 and three against the spread in their last 12 games played on a Saturday. Baylor, on the other hand, is 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine played on a Saturday. Also, they are 18-2 and two against the spread in their last 20 games against American Athletic Conference competition. Houston gets to the Final Four by beating uh, Cleveland State 87-56, Rutgers 63-60, Syracuse 62-46, and Oregon State 67-61. Baylor made it to the Final Four by blowing out Hartford 79-55, getting by Wisconsin 76-63. They rallied from down 10 to beat Villanova 62-51 and then led from start to finish and and knocking off Arkansas 81-72. Injuries do not seem to be a factor in this one, although Dejon DeRoe, the uh, uh, point guard for the Houston Cougars is playing with a hip pointer. Uh, it has given them some trouble in the NCAA tournament, so that's something to keep an eye on uh, as these two teams meet. Now, this game is at a neutral site. Houston has won all eight games at neutral sites this season. Baylor 8-1 and one at neutral sites. They lost in the Big 12 tournament to Oklahoma State for their lone loss at a, a neutral uh, site uh, coming into this one. Uh, this is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, both teams pride themselves on defense. Houston prides themselves on offensive rebounding as well. That can be a key in this one. Uh, Baylor's going to have to limit Houston to one shot, and try to limit the offensive rebounding that Houston generally gets. Uh, there's a reason why Houston's 28-3, yet they shoot just 43% from the floor. It's because they get a lot of second-chance points. As a matter of fact, uh, they rebound nearly 40% of the shots they miss. Uh, on the season. Uh, So that is a huge factor uh, if Baylor is to beat Houston in this one. Uh, they got to keep Houston off the offensive boards, uh, make Houston take one shot and that's it, and they can limit things that way. Defensively, 
Uh, on the Baylor side, I think the key for uh, for Houston to beat Baylor is they have to get in their offense early. You cannot let Baylor settle on their uh, settle down on the defensive side of the floor because they put a lot of pressure on your guards. Jerrod's going to have to play well uh, in spite of having the uh, hit pointer. Uh, he is the uh, the engine that gets that team going uh, for the Cougars. Uh, a key matchup will be. Um, Will be uh, Dejan Giroux going against uh, uh, Jared Butler or uh, or even uh, Macy Oteague. Uh, Quentin Grimes, uh, he'll be matched up um, as well on the defensive side uh, by, um, and he's slipping my name, uh, slip, slipping my mind, key player this past weekend uh, when, they, when Baylor beat Arkansas. Uh, anyways, uh, he'll be matched up against Baylor's best defender, which again, uh, name is slipping my mind at this point, uh, but I think Baylor is the better team. I'm a little surprised the spread is at five, and it's really been there all week. Uh, 62% of the money is coming in on Baylor at minus five. Uh, I think we're going to jump on Baylor minus five in this one as well. Like I said, I think Baylor's the better team. I think Baylor's better in the backcourt. I worry a little bit about the offensive rebounding Houston's able to get uh, game in and game out. Again, they rebound about 40% of their missed shots on the season. Uh, so that that can be a factor in this one. But if Baylor can limit Houston to one shot, Baylor should run away with this one. Um, I like the Bears minus five against the uh, Houston Cougars. And game two of the Final Four will pit the number one ranked team, the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs, 30-0 on the season, taking on the UCLA Bruins, who are 22-9. Gonzaga comes in 16-12 and two against the spread this season. UCLA is 17-14 against the number. Baylor, or Gonzaga comes in as a 14-point favorite. It is the largest point spread favorite in a Final Four uh, since 1996 when Kentucky was a 14-point favorite over Syracuse in the national championship game. Uh, so keep that in mind as you look at this as well. Now, when you look at Gonzaga, they're leading the nation in scoring, 91.6 points per game. They lead the nation in field goal percentage at 54.8%. Uh, they lead the nation in two-point field goal percentage at 63%. Uh, they're also 42nd in the country in three-point shooting at 37%. They shoot about 73.4% from the line. And they also rebound pretty well. They're 57th in the country in that at 38 rebounds per game. UCLA, on the other hand, uh, not highly ranked in anything, really. 72.8 points per game. They average 45.7%. They shoot from the field, 36.9% from the three-point line, 71.6% from the free-throw line, and they get about 35.2 rebounds per contest. This is the fifth all-time meeting between Gonzaga and UCLA. They've split the series at two games apiece. Uh, two of the meetings have been in the NCAA tournament. Of course, the famous uh, UCLA comeback against Gonzaga in 2006. Uh, most people remember Adam Morrison sitting at midcourt crying after the game was over. Uh, that one, and then Gonzaga exacted some revenge a few years ago by winning in the second round over UCLA. But all time, they are two wins apiece against each other. Gonzaga 3-1 and one against the spread in those four meetings. Now, UCLA is 5-0 against the spread in their last five games, 1-4 against the spread in their last five against Gonzaga, 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games, 5-0 against the spread in their last five while playing as an underdog. Gonzaga, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games, 5-1 against the spread in their last six played on a Saturday, 
five and one against the spread in their last five or six games as a favorite. Now UCLA got here by having to win five games to make the final four. They played in the first four against Michigan State, beat them in overtime, 86-80. Then they beat BYU 73-62, blew out Abilene Christian 67-47, beat Alabama in overtime 88-78, and then knocked off Michigan 51-49. Gonzaga got here by blowing out Norfolk State 98-55, pulling away from Oklahoma 87-71. And then they just laid the hammer down in their last two. They blew by, blew out Creighton 83-65. And then they destroyed USC 85-66 in a game that's not nearly as close as that final score indicates. Injury-wise, um, Johnny Juzang has an ankle injury. He is probable for this game. He's been playing on the injured ankle uh, the entire tournament. He's also missed some time during the tournament uh, getting that ankle, ankle tre- treated. He's tweaked it a couple of times. They've got to keep him on the floor if they have any shot to beat Gonzaga. Uh, meanwhile, Gonzaga reporting no injuries at this moment. Uh, neutral site this season. Gonzaga is 11-0 at neutral sites. UCLA 6-2 at neutral site games so far this season. Uh, now, against spread at neutral sites, Gonzaga is 9-2. UCLA is 6-2 against spread at neutral sites. Gonzaga, 14-point favorites, 56% of the money coming in on the Bulldogs at minus 14. And we've rode Gonzaga all season. We're not stopping now. We're riding Gonzaga here. Look, the best chance UCLA has to win this game is to slow the pace down, which they can do. All right? They're going to have to be very selective in their shots. They're going to have to take good shots. They're going to have to make shots. And they're going to have to have someone other than Johnny Juzang step up and make said shots. Uh, Juzang scored over half the points um, that UCLA scored, 28 of the 51 that UCLA scored against Michigan in the Elite Eight. Juzang's going to have to have a game like that, but he's going to have to have other guys step up as well, uh, whether it be uh, Tiger Campbell or you know uh, anyone else uh, that's slipping my mind at the moment. Uh, they're going to have to have someone else step up and contribute, and they're going to have to find a way to slow down Gonzaga's fast-break offense. Uh, Gonzaga will take the ball, and they'll push it at every opportunity. They got multiple, and I mean multiple guys that can go off for big games, whether it's Drew Timmy, Corey Kispert, Jalen Suggs, Joel Ayah, um, Andrew Nimhard. Uh, the list goes on and on for this for this Gonzaga team. They got three guys that are in the final ten for the uh, Wooden Award this upcoming season. Uh, for that is for the Player of the Year, uh, and um, Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert, and Drew Timmy. Timmy and Kispert are first team All Americans. Suggs is second team All American. Uh, Gonzaga. This is an absolutely loaded team. And there's always been this narrative about Gonzaga that they don't play anybody. Uh, While Gonzaga doesn't play anybody really in their conference outside of BYU and most seasons St. Mary's, Gonzaga plays one of the toughest non-conference schedules in the country. And this season alone, when you look at Gonzaga's non-conference schedule, they played, they opened the season up against the... um, against the Kansas Jayhawks, beat them by 12, 102-90. Kansas made the second round of the NCAA tournament. Not a typical Kansas team, but nonetheless, a good Kansas team. They beat Auburn, 80-67. They beat West Virginia, 87-82, in a game in which they lost Jalen Suggs in uh, uh, late in the first half of that game. Uh, And Gonzaga was led throughout and actually had double-digit leads for most of the game. You know, they came back uh, after a pause, 
took on Iowa, who was third in the country when they played them, and they beat blew the doors off of Iowa, 99-88, another one of those games where it's, the score doesn't indicate how much of a victory that was. Then the day after Christmas, they played Virginia, blow Virginia out 98-75, scored 98 points on a Tony Bennett Virginia defense, was absolutely amazing to watch. And the point getting as I'm going into all this is that the narrative that Gonzaga doesn't play anybody is one of the laziest and dumbest narratives that are out there. This team is 30 and 0, and they've earned that 30 and 0 record. If they win tonight and they win on Monday night and become the first undefeated team since Indiana in 1976, they will have earned that. And it's time to for everyone to start putting respect on that Gonzaga name and quit looking at the conference they're affiliated with, look at their non-conference schedule, look what they've done in this tournament alone. They have blown the doors off of big six teams, uh, uh, Oklahoma, Creighton, Southern Cal. They're liable to do the same to UCLA tonight. And if they play Baylor or Houston, it doesn't matter which one. I think they'll do the same to either one of them. This Gonzaga team is for real. And, I'm riding high on Gonzaga minus 14 in this one. Uh, I think the Bulldogs are the better team. I think they're the much better team. UCLA, it's a nice story. They heck of a run. They beat some really good teams to get to the Final Four, but they haven't seen anything like they're going to see uh, tonight against Gonzaga. Bulldogs minus 14 is the play, and that's the play we're going to stick with. So our two plays for the Final Four are Baylor minus 5 against Houston and Gonzaga minus 14 against UCLA. So with that, we'll wrap up the podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And on Monday, we will have a podcast that will have the national championship game and maybe some little tidbits here and there as we get ready for the offseason. During the offseason, we'll have some uh, podcasts sporadically as we gear up for college football season. We won't be doing any NBA or Major League Baseball podcasts. Quite frankly, uh, you think I'm poor at college basketball? You should see me in baseball in the NBA. It's just it, it's it's uh, it's not a pretty sight. Um, so we're sticking mainly to being a college sports podcast with the NFL, and that that's pretty much where we're going to set ourselves at. So we'll have some sporadic podcasts throughout the off season as we get ready uh, for the college football and NFL season at the end of August. So until Monday, this is the Degenerate Gambler.